Hey, it's another edition of Unredacted, the unredacted, uncensored, unexpurgated Town Hall VIP podcast with Coach Schlichter. I've got so much to talk about right now. It is June, what, 7th, 2020, recording it on Sunday. I've got so much to talk about. I don't even know where I could begin. I could not get through 10% of the things I wanted to talk about if I took 24 hours. So I'm going to skip around. I'm going to hit things. I'm going to move on. I'm going to hit it and quit it. You know, dump it and leave it. Pull up quick to retrieve it, in the words of Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's what I'm going to do. I don't even know where to start. I would, and, and, and I do know where to start. I'm going to start by saying, these are not crazy times. Aren't these crazy times? These are crazy times. It's crazy. It's not crazy. It's calculated. And it's working to some extent. Let's get a little perspective here. What we have here is a giant information operation where the Democratic Party is attempting to leverage radical groups like Black Lives Matters and Antifa and all the rest to give the impression that there is a massive, massive, massive movement towards giving leftists power. Now, it's not about individual policy prescriptions. It's not about winning specific offices. It's about telling you, you have no vote. Look at all these people. Look at all these sports guys, all the guys in Hollywood. They all think this way. Don't you think this way? Who are you? You're alone. You're nothing. You're wrong. Neil. Chill out. Let's let's look at numbers. There are 330 million people in the United States. Of those 330 million people, probably 329 million think what happened to uh, George Floyd was wrong. The others are crazier and terminally stupid. Maybe 2 million of those 330 million people have gone out and protested. Maybe another 2 million have gone out and, 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 and kneeled wailing uh, about the privilege they gained because, you know, their great-great-great-great-grandfather came from uh, Oslo. These these woke, whiny, wine women of suburbia. Oh, I've got Oprah's book club and I'm reading about oppression. We're going to watch The Help on Netflix. That's going to make me feel a whole lot better about myself. My life is empty. My life is empty. Those people, you know. There's not that many of them, but you see them. You see them all over the place because that's what they want you to see. What you don't see is the rest of people going, you know, I don't think it's about the, like, guy who the cop killed anymore. I think, you know, when you're you're looting a target, that's not a powerful tribute to George Floyd. Okay? It's just freaking scumminess. And for most people, the reaction is not, oh, I'm showing solidarity with you. You're, so, you're, you're very unhappy about what's happening, so you destroy somebody's livelihood. Way, way to go. Fight the power. No, no, not a thing. Not happening. Not what most people think. Most people go, huh, I think I'd better buy a gun. I've had so many people talk to me about buying guns who'd never bought guns before. This is to be encouraged. Our population must be armed and must be ready because... At the end of the day, that's one of the few things that truly stands behind a dedicated attempt to impose tyranny. What we have now is an information operation meant to impose tyranny. And it's getting casualties, but only in woke, liberally run institutions. Have you noticed that? 
the NRA is not saying, well, we need to, uh, you know, we need to fire our boss because uh, he's not woke enough. No, they're busy. They're busy counting new members. No, uh, you see it in the NFL, which is sucked up to wokeness for too long. They're, they're scrambling. You see it among, um, you know, uh, Drew Brees. I, apparently he's a sports ball guy of some sort. And boy, he can't apologize enough for having a view that uh, the bad guys didn't like. I don't think you should disrespect the flag. Racist! Okay, screw you. And he, he's apologizing. He's completely craven. And it's pathetic. Uh, the New York Times has, has essentially, well, he, he resigned. They fired his editor, uh, the editor of the op-ed page, because they dared run an op-ed by a U.S. Senator, Tom Cotton, that said, hey, in an emergency, we should be prepared to use active duty military forces to to uh, suppress riots, something that even the lying liberal polling says 58% of Americans support. And this was considered racist and horrible and out of bounds and all the social justice warriors on the staff are crying. And for some reason, the New York Times did not look at him and go, um, shut the fuck up or get another fucking job. They should have said, we will run whatever we want. Shut the fuck up. We're not safe. It's making us unsafe. It's unsafe. The proper response is, shut the fuck up. Don't be stupid. This You're not still in college. Go out and report on a fucking dog show or something. Okay? There's got to be a, a freaking public works project you can go report on, you fucking losers. Okay? Get out. But no, they're going, oh my gosh, we're not woke. Oh my gosh, we need to we need to give in. So they they thought toss a body on. Somebody did that in... Uh, in Pennsylvania, too, the op-ed guy at the Pennsylvania Inquirer, I think, that's a liberal, liberal paper. And uh, he, he, he let them run an article that said, you know, buildings matter, too, because people were built, burning down people's buildings. And, of course, the you know team woke, freaked out about that. And instead of going, um, shut the fuck up and do your fucking job, and if you don't like it, fucking quit, the... Uh, Liberal establishment types who ran that paper also gave in. They give in. And you see this. You see this a lot at colleges. Colleges are always giving in to these people. And uh, if you read my town hall column of Monday, June 8th, uh, it is, once again, we need to unleash the power of no. You know, these people have a glass jaw. If you just tell them to shut the fuck up, they will. And they'll move on to the next story. You know, do you think if Drew, who's going to fire Drew Brees? Apparently he's like some super quarterback guy. All right, he's not incompetent like Ka Kaepernick. He's like like a really good football player. And he says, well, you know, I think it's disrespectful to kneel, if, uh, kneel uh, during the national anthem and I won't disrespect the flag. And they raise how he, he should come out. And I read about this in the column. He should say, um, I've, I've heard what you guys have to say and I completely reject it. I'll say what I want all the time. That's my view. If you don't like it, you know, state your view. But otherwise, go fuck yourself. And they would have gone, oh. Better find another target because cause, cause this isn't working. And, you know, if the NFL people had said, oh, well, you know, you've got to do it. You've got to give in. You've got to go. Drew Brees should have said, yeah, my lawyer's going to use you like Ned Beatty on a fucking two-week canoe trip if you try and breach your contract because I refuse to fucking apologize for something I'm not sorry for. So fuck you. Pay me. Fuck you. And uh, that's what we should have done. Well, he loses he loses a, a announcing contract later. Well, I got I got to tell you, there's a lot of Americans out there who don't want to hear from this pussy anymore. They just don't want to hear from him. 
No, I know I, I I don't like Oregon. I, I never like professional sports. Continuing uh, long lasting uh, inside joke with me is how I, I, I do not like sports. And I don't like sports. And I don't particularly like the people in sports. And now I just absolutely despise them. And you should come around to my way of thinking because these guys are fucking losers. I don't understand why. Why would you give your money or your eyeballs to these jackoffs throwing the ball around and then telling you you're racist? Why the fuck are you playing their game? This is one of the nice things. We've seen a lot of these people wrong. Now, all the big corporations are wrong, right? You know, fucking McDonald's and everything. I, I keep open. Every time I open my email, I have somebody from some fucking vendor, you know, fucking dollar rent-a-cars sending me things going, here a dollar. We're against racism. I was like, fuck. I was wondering where you guys came down on racism. Thanks, dollar rent-a-car, for fucking enlightening me on where you come down on racism. I wasn't sure. I thought, maybe you're going to go all in on racism. But no, you you guys decided you were against racism. And actually, just luckily, by chance, that happens to correspond to my view of racism. I'm also against. So I feel better about you as my rental car provider. Thank you, Dollar Rent-A-Car, for reassuring me that you're fucking against racism. You know? Hi, here at Grubhub, we support the struggle against racism. Okay. Thanks. I'm glad, I, I think, like I said, about uh, 329 million out of 330 million Americans are probably pretty much against racism. But you know, Grubhub, here's what I'd really like to hear from you. We're going to redouble our commitment to not fucking up your order, okay? I want onion rings. I didn't want fries. I want onion fucking rings, okay? And I didn't want the shit cold. How about you get my fucking order right and you get it before it's a goddamn ice cube? I'm much more concerned about that than when your, your fucking corporate policy on racism, which I always thought would pry, to, to the extent I gave any thought to, to fucking Grubhub's position on fucking racism, I would have assumed you were against it, like most fucking people. But, you know, and, and I appreciate you reassuring me that Grubhub is not, you know, here at Grubhub... We hate minorities. I'm glad that's not what I heard from you because you know, I was wondering. No, I, I was pretty sure you guys would be against racism, but, but thanks for confirming it with an email to me. You fucking assholes. We're all in this together. Oh, wait, that's the other one. That's, that's, the, that's the pandemic panic. That's the pangolin pandemic panic. We're all in it together. Now we're not all in it together. Some of us are more in it than others, apparently, and the rest of us are supposed to kneel. Well, I don't fucking kneel. And I got nothing to apologize for. So if you want me to kneel, fuck you. If you want me to apologize, fuck you. Are we clear on where we come out on this? Fuck you. <sighs> Feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. And of course, the fucking pangolin pandemic panic is is over, but it's back. You know, it's like, okay, if you go out to protest, you're going to be fine. It's cool. You are mad by, by your magical wokeness. You are vaccinated against the uh, bat soup slurping flu. But if you go to church, if you go to church, you're literally Hitler. You're going to kill us all, you Ozark Spring Breakers. 
Have, have we seen like a massive number of... Remember the Ozark Spring Breakers from like two weeks ago? All these young people in the pool going, fuck you, mass, fuck off. They're all in the pool. And, you know, all the CNN... Look at this. This is awful. These people, they're going to kill everyone. This is terrible. Terrible. And, you know, Brian Stelter's, you know, going, this is a horrible thing. I don't... Mm, 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 biscuits. Yum. I love carbohydrates. I'm Brian Stelter. I'm a human fucking potato. And he, he you know, they're, they're all going to die. It's two weeks later, okay? The incubation period's about two fucking weeks. I don't see thousands of dead happy people. Who had fun. I don't see a, 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 a freaking pile of corpses teetering skyward with the broken bodies of the COVID-19 Chinese coronavirus victims of their own selfish desire not to live like fucking animals in their house. Afraid to go outside without a goddamn bandana wrapped around their pie hole. But if you go to a protest, you're cool. You are fine. Everything is groovy. It's going to be great. Maybe you can get a cop to kneel. Just don't even get me started on the cops kneeling. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, you're going to win them over that way. You fucking pussies. Good God. Stop. So anyway, we got the experts out there and about, you know, all the, all the healthcare experts. Have, you know, they're, they're weighing it. They, they see the dichotomy here. Yeah, you should go out and protest, but no, you shouldn't actually go out and do anything, you know, constructive, and it's not essentially onanism. You, you, you know, you, you should be terrified of the disease unless you're going out to support my political agenda. And um, and the way that and here here's what they do: they're going. I am an expert on epidemiology, and I think it's facile to 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 compare the two. You know, living your normal life and engaging in the worship of your God versus the importance of expressing your wokeness. Uh, in burning and looting as a celebration of George Floyd's life. Um, ahem. It's, it's, it's much more important. So you, 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 you know, as an expert, I have to, I have to value the, the activity that you're, you know, you're doing and the risk that you're taking. When did you become a fucking expert in measuring what's important to me? I mean, if your expertise is epidemiology, you probably know how bacteria fucking, you know, reproduce and you know viruses spread but what gives you the expertise to tell me that my going to church is less important than other people going out to rob a 7-eleven and burn it to the ground where how does your expertise come in saying that priority this is the expertise myth just because you are an expert in a technical skill does not mean you are an expert on the policy. Now, I wrote about this in my book, Militant Normals, and I have written more about it in my uh, book, uh, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, which you should pre-order. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It's at Amazon. And if you think I'm unrestrained here, you should read the freaking book. Okay, so this is, you know, the, these guys have expertise in a hard technical thing. You can tell me how the virus reproduces. And moves from person to person. Well, actually, they can't tell me that because they've fucking been changing their mind every 15 minutes. But let's let's pretend they have established a track record of substantive quality in their information. That they are, in fact, actual experts in the technical subject. They are not experts in the policy. This is like 
a TV repairman going, you know, as a guy who understands how a TV works, I'd like to recommend what you watch. Because that's kind of, I mean, you know, they, they both involve TVs peripherally. Okay, if you're a TV repairman, I don't need your fucking input on my Netflix choices. Actually, I do because Netflix is so full of woke bullshit and garbage that anybody, you know, I'm willing to listen to anybody thinking, give me a fucking quality lead on something on Netflix. And by the way, what I'm watching now on Hulu, The Shield, which is not politically correct and could not be made today and is great television. Instead, today we'd have everybody sitting around in a vast uh, circle jerk of wokeness, uh, woking each other off into a bukkake cup of uh, leftist feel-good bullshit. There's an image for you. Do not Google any of those words. But that's that's the point. The experts don't know anything. The experts are full of shit. The experts are hacks. How's this going to relate? Now, now you know, like, when all this calms down, because it is calm, the violence has calmed down after uh, Donald Trump walked across to that church. The violence slowed down. Okay, now there are protests. People are marching. Nobody cares about that. Okay, go ahead and march. I don't give a shit. Feel strongly about rock and roll. I don't want you burning shit. I don't want you telling me a kneel. I don't want you uh, hassling me. But if you want to go out and make your statement, I, I, okay, great. You know, I'm going to make mine too. Fuck these rioters. But if you want to protest, I, 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 I make a distinction. Go ahead and do your thing. I don't care. But um, it's... It, now I'm all off track. Because there's so much stupid shit out there. I'm not even sure where I want to go. And I go off on tangents, and now I'm over here talking about fucking whatever I'm talking about. This is the, like the least organized podcast ever. But it's much like being out with me at like a bar. You know, when I start going off. Because there I am, and I don't have any alcohol because I don't want the calories right now. But you get the point. And you're, you're sitting there going, God, this is... This is, this is quality stuff for VIP gold members. Quality work. Kurt's, Kurt's podcast. Quality stuff. I think it's good. I think, you, I think you get some you're not getting anywhere else here. You're certainly not getting fucking woke bullshit. Did you also see that NPR sent out a tweet informing us that it is time to decolonialize our bookshelves? Decolonialize our bookshelves. Huh. Now, when people are going, um, so you're telling us what we can and can't read? They're like, no, no, no. We're just saying open your, you know, open your bookshelves to writers of other cultures and ethnic groups. And, of course, I reject the concept that someone's ethnic background should have anything to do with their work. You know, if I, you know, uh, I don't care if you are a handicapped lesbian hindu of color if you're saying something that i find interesting informative thought-provoking I'm, I'm going to read your stuff i i don't need your fucking resume okay your your or your fucking uh, uh 23 and me results to tell me that you're somebody of interest your the work your work should speak for itself you're assuming everyone could speak. What about mutes? Okay, all right. My anti-mutism agenda is well known. You're mutist. Okay, all right, fine, whatever. 
in any case decolonializing the bookshelf my thing is once i decolonialize my bookshelf once i get rid of the colonial stuff what do i do with those books do i throw them away i mean the books that don't fucking measure up to npr's exacting standards standards which i pay for unfortunately defund npr um, what am I supposed to do with those books? Should I, I don't know, throw the books away, burn them? Because it's pretty obvious I shouldn't give them to someone else because then that person would have the virus of colonialization, which apparently, unlike uh, the Chinese coronavirus, is still catching. So what do I do? Do I destroy these books, these evil words, these words of wrongness? These guys are literally book burners. No, they, they literally are. They they would. Mm, you're, you're going. Now, Karen, none of them have burned any books yet. Oh yeah. You get, besides the ones they burned up in the, in the in the fires they set. How long do you think it's going to be until we see them ritually destroying books? I mean, they have ritually demanded that uh, certain things not be published in newspapers. Like, the New York Times has, has literally folded to people who say, no, you cannot publish an article that happens to correspond to beliefs of about 58% of Americans, according to liberal pollsters. So how far are we away from burning the colonial books? Who is a person out there who would go, oh my gosh, I'm stunned, stunned to see a giant bonfire of, of books these leftists don't like. Who's the guy who's going, man, that, that, I never thought it would go that far. Dude, it'll go that far. I saw a tweet today. I said, the only good conservative is a dead conservative. You know, I always put out, I always put out, leftists want you dead or enslaved. You should buy guns and ammunition to protect yourself, your family, your community, and your constitution, and your life, liberty, and property. Okay? I always say, Kurt, you're crazy. I wrote for the Weekly Standard. I've never made love with a, another human being in the room, but I like to say that you're horrible and you're a bad person and I love carbohydrates and I, I, I again, I've never, I've never felt the love of another human, but, but Kurt, you're bad and awful for saying these things and you're crazy and your talk is crazy and what you say is crazy and it's craziness. And I'm like, okay, here's a tweet that says the only good conservative is a dead conservative. This guy's got blue check. And, you know, if somebody tells me he would like me dead, I'm the crazy guy for believing him. Yeah, you're crazy. And I'd like some Doritos and some Haagen-Dazs. No, I don't want Haagen-Dazs. That's, that's, that Haagen-Dazs is white supremacy of some sort or racism. I'd like Ben and Jerry's. They're appropriately submissive to whatever weird leftist thing there is. That, that would be a never Trump guy. Ahoy. Much like, by the way, I hope on uh, Thursdays you are watching me, Larry O'Connor and Chris Stigall for, uh, starting at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. We do our little video chat. Uh, we work a little blue. Uh, yeah, and uh, we, we do talk about the Never Trumpers and their bizarre sexual proclivities. Anywho, so we've got all this stuff going on. How's this going to pan out for Trump? Well, let's get back to the numbers. See, I'm bringing it full circle. I'm trying to organize things. We have 330 million Americans. We have 329 million of them. We think, you know, this George Floyd thing's pretty freaking bad. By the way, let me take a tangent here. There are different ways to charge murder. First degree, second degree, uh, manslaughter. In Minnesota, there's a third degree murder. And they're all different. And first degree is traditionally uh, involves premeditation. And... 
it's um, there, there's a question on whether whether the officer, this Derek Chavkin guy, could be charged with first degree murder. Uh, I, I watched Jean Pirro, who was a judge and a DA for a while, and uh, she gave a closing argument on her show. She took you know the basic facts and then presented them in kind of closing argument form. I got to tell you, very compelling, very compelling case for first degree murder. It was a very compelling case. I mean, I'm a trial lawyer. I appreciate when somebody presents uh, a case like that. I, I, I you know, I obviously I'm not, I haven't sat in the jury and everything. If, if all the facts she mentioned had been proven with uh, substantial admissible evidence, you know, first degree murder is not a crazy, crazy idea. It is not nuts. It is certainly plausible. Um, now, if you're going to charge him with first, you better charge him with second, third, and and manslaughter also. That way you don't say, well, you got to charge him with first degree murder or he walks. Because then the jury might just go, well, he's, we don't believe first degree murder, he walks. So you got you, you do multiple instructions. And then, you know, and why, why would a DA not do that? Uh, a DA would not do that because they're afraid you would actually take the instruction. Well, he didn't meet first, but he met second. So some, some guys might go, well, we're only instructing on first. So jury, you either give him first degree or you let him walk. And it's kind of a bluff. And sometimes the juries call the bluff. So I, I would probably instruct on all of them. You can go first degree murder or you can go second degree murder, which is an unlawful killing with malice, uh, you know, with uh, uh, a depraved heart. If I remember my uh, criminal procedure from 25, 26, 27, no, 29 years ago. And then third, I'm not even sure what third degree murder is in Minnesota. And uh, manslaughter is generally an unlawful killing that's not planned and, you know, just kind of happens. Like a bar fight killing is manslaughter usually. You know, you punch somebody and he stumbles back and he like impales himself on a, a deer antler from a head on the wall. And it's like, you didn't intend to do it, but it just kind of happened and blah. So anyway, that's, that's my little thing. So let's get back. Uh, 329 million Americans, I would bet, think that this this killing was wrong. And then 1 million are just fucking off on Venus. About 2 million uh, have actively protested in the street. There are another 2 million who are just like actively, you know, looking for chances to abase themselves because, you know, their great-great-great-great-grandfather came from Hungary or some shit. Uh, you know, here's my black Instagram thing. Am I woke? Please accept my wokeness. And so it, it it's not a large number who are active in this. Most of the rest of the people are sitting around trying to be decent and trying to be safe. They don't like the burn. They don't like what the cop did. They don't like the burning and looting. They think this whole these whole demands that we defund the police are fucking stupid. Like eighty five percent of people are like, no, I I think in a in a modern society we should probably have a police force. I think that's a I, I, I'm behind a police force. And there are 15% who don't. Uh, of course, those 15% are the vanguard of the Democrat Party. Where's Biden going to come out on this? Where's Biden going to come out on all of this? Because right now, he's sitting around going, I had a spoon, and it was here. And someone took my, who took my spoon? And my cup. I, I also had a cup. It's got my oatmeal in it. Where's my, Dr. Biden, Dr. Jill, where's my cup? And I have a spoon. So he's not in good shape. So it's his handlers. How are they going to get this? Because these guys have to be looking at it going, I'm not sure we want to run the candidate who is against policemen. 
and having police as a concept, that's probably bad. Although a lot of the suburban and rich liberals understand that, wink, wink, we're, we're, we're going to still have police. These people are not coming to our neighborhoods. What they mean with defund the police is no police in poor areas. So the freaking urban nightmare can be a million times worse. That ain't going to apply in freaking Bel Air. Ain't going to apply in Beverly Hills. Ain't going to apply in Santa Monica. Ain't going to apply, you know, on Fifth Avenue. Ain't going to apply there. It's going to apply to poor people. So they kind of get that. But most people are like, eh, I'm not really down with this. And Biden's got a really tough straddle. Trump, of course, he's like, oh, I'm all, all law and order. He has occupied law and order. That leaves Biden, you know, you can go law and order, alienates the commies. You can embrace the commies, alienates people who want law and order. That's not a good place to be. They'll try and straddle it. They'll like, here's what they're probably going to do. Biden's going to go, I think we should take away some money from law enforcement, but not all of it. Yeah. Compromise. And then both sides are going to go, fuck you. You senile old bizarre digital rapist guy. Did I go there? I went there. Fuck this guy. You know, I used to I used to have doubts that that, that stuff happened with this woman. I'm kind of, my, my opinion's kind of changing. Because, you know, with the, the unbelievable arrogance of these people, I just, I, I just think that they would feel entitled to do that. I think Biden would feel entitled to do that. My other, my other favorite thing is, you know, when they get up and Biden, you know, Bi whoever's running Biden's uh, Twitter account, because it sure isn't fucking Mr. Squirrel Chaser. Um, and, you know, Hillary. It's long overdue that we attack the racism in our society. Let's fucking review, people. Since 1989, we had George H.W. Bush, we had Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama until 2017, when Trump got elected. Okay, when did the overdue part start? Okay, were we all just fucking fine until Trump got in, and then it just kind of went down fucking hill? I mean, we had... You know, we had Ferguson and all the other shit, but that's okay. Yeah, we, and, and what, what's the common denominator between Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama? Well, the common denominator is I'll fucking hate Trump. So for, you know, literally like 26 years of people who fucking hate Trump. God, it's not even 26 years. It's 28 years. For 28 years, we had people who hated Trump and they were in power. And they didn't solve this problem. It's all on Trump. And of course, Biden's been in Washington long before that. You know, 28 years passing, he was already in like 15 years. This is all Trump's fault. Fuck you. All right. Okay, we are running out of time. I'm going on and on, and frankly, I just, I think, I think we've summed it up. But let me give you the bottom line. Is this going to help us win the election in uh, November or hurt us? Because that's what you really want to know. You want to know, look, is Trump going to get elected? Because he's the only thing between me and fucking chaos. I think Trump's going to get elected. I think there are a lot of people go, looking at this going, uh. A lot of people are going, I really like what Trump's doing. Some people are going, you know, uh, Trump kind of makes me nervous. I'm a little bit of a sissy. But you know what really makes me nervous? People burning shit down. And I know the Democrats are not going to stop them. They're going to fucking high five them. All right. 
What can you do? You can follow me on Twitter at Kurt Schlichter. You can read my columns. My Monday one is uh, Unleash the Power of No. My Wednesday VIP column, I don't know what's going to be in that. Haven't written it yet. Neither have I written my Thursday column. On Wednesday, I'll do a more serious podcast where I focus on policy issues, uh, touching on law and politics. Uh, that's Fighting Words. That's my Hugh Hewitt affiliate podcast. Here's what I need you to do. Okay, first, I know you've got my my novels about a dystopian future where America breaks apart. You'll find them in the nonfiction section, starting with People's Republic and Indian Country and Wildfire and uh, what's that other one? Oh, yeah, Collapse. They're all great. People love them. Not Bill Crystal. We called him appalling. But I want you to go out. I want you to get 21 Biggest Lies about Donald Trump. I need you to pre-order it. I need to bank order. I want, I want them banked. So you don't have to worry when it comes out on July 7th. You're going to get in the mail. If you get the hardcover, you will get it on uh, July 7th. They will send it the day before. You'll get it. Amazon guy, here it is, here it is. It's smoking. Holy shit, the thing's on fire. Or you will get it sent to your Kindle. But it will be there. It will come. Just pre-order it. And you know you're going to get it. You love me. You want more Kurt. Nail down your Kurt. Get your get your Kurt fix. Man, I'm Jones. Man, I got a fix. I, got my, I need my Kurt. I need my stuff. You can get your stuff. Go pre-order. 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump. And of course... Check out our uh, Thursday uh, thing for you Town Hall VIP Gold members. Hope you enjoyed uh, this edition of Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. Adios. <laughs>